Hello you guys and welcome back to another episode of What's Stopping You with Kelsey Jones. I'm your host Kelsey Jones and today I am here with a solo episode. Shocker, I know right? Um, I'm back with a solo episode to talk all about my health and fitness journey as well as tips to navigate your own. Now before I dive into you know the content for today, I kind of want to just chit chat with you guys, give you a little bit of a life update, tell you what's been going on. So I recently just started my senior year of college at the University of Texas. It's crazy to me. It is absolutely crazy to me that it is my last year of college. Like time has flown and it just blows my mind. I I can't even think about it right now. It's just crazy. And being back in school has definitely been an adjustment. It's been ridiculously busy for me because not only am I back in school, but I'm also juggling two jobs, this podcast, social media things, as well as, you know, my personal life and my health and fitness journey, which is something that I want to talk about today. I've really been focusing on, you know, organizing my life and getting my priorities straight. So that's kind of what I've been doing these past few weeks. I can't believe school has already been in session for the past two weeks, but I've been getting into the swing of things. I don't think we're all the way there yet, but we're working on it. We're working on it for sure. But today I really just wanted to talk about my health and fitness journey because I've recently been really inspired by some new podcasts that have talked more about health and fitness on them and it made me wonder why why am I not talking about it? Because it is a huge part of, I would say, my identity and just my lifestyle in general and it's something I really unexpectedly realized that I wasn't talking about very much on this podcast. So I thought I would go ahead and bring you this this type of content today. I'm very excited. I've been listening a lot to Janine Amapola's new podcast called Happy and Healthy, and she talks all about just her fitness journey, um, advice. It's a, it really runs the gamut. I would highly recommend listening, but one thing that I love about her channel on YouTube, she's a YouTuber, and her podcast and just her brand in general is how she talks about health as a lifestyle, and I think that's something that I really, really resonate with and something that you will hear me talk about a lot in today's episode. But yeah, I just kind of wanted to share my own health journey because health has always been one of my big priorities, but definitely has been a journey for me. And not that anything drastic has ever happened to me or I've dealt with like really serious issues relating to it, like serious weight gain or anything like that. But I just kind of wanted to share my perspective because I know that I've, I feel like I have a relatively normal life. I've talked about this before in another podcast, how I feel like my life has been absurdly normal. But yeah, I, I feel like I definitely dealt with things that are bumps in the road that I really wanted to share with you guys. And I hope that you guys find it helpful regardless of wherever you are in your own journey or how you feel about yourself or your body or what you know how healthy you are or whatever it is I hope that you find that you are not alone in whatever you're feeling or however you're dealing with this and everyone is on their own journey and progress will never be linear I think that's something I talk about later in the episode is that progress on your health and fitness journey will never be linear but it's always important to prioritize so it's something that I really wanted to talk more about and 
yeah, so today's episode is just going to kind of detail my fitness journey from just like my childhood and upbringing and how that kind of translated into what happened to me in middle school and then high school and then primarily I'm going to talk about college because I feel like I have gone through most of the ups and downs in college like I feel like most people have and it's very very normal and very common I guess normal and common are the same thing but yeah it's very normal for college to be a time of like not understanding you know what to do or what's right or what's wrong or having highs and lows and all of that stuff so I kind of want to talk about primarily my health and fitness journey navigating it post high school and like being on my own taking care of myself feeding myself exercising without like sports that's a huge thing that I know a lot of people deal with is once they leave high school and they're not playing sports anymore figuring out how to stay healthy and exercising is just such a big obstacle for them so I'm going to talk about all those things in today's episode so without further ado let's go hey my apologies on interrupting this amazing episode but I think this is something you'll want to hear Are you on your journey to find your purpose? Or are you looking to find relatability in what you may be going through? Well, then I think this might be exactly what you're looking for. My name is Emily, and I am the host of the Purpose Project podcast. I'm a 23-year-old graduate student, and I'm on my journey to find my purpose. I mean, who isn't? So join the Purpose fam and I each week as we'll chat through it all, having real conversations about career, lifestyle, and mindset. You can find The Purpose Project on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other podcast listening platform. The Purpose Project is here to help us both find purpose, one episode at a time. Okay, so I don't have much to say about my childhood except for I grew up in a family with my mom and my dad and an older sister. I feel like we are a very relatively normal family, kind of obnoxiously normal now that I look back on it, but I guess that's more of a blessing than a curse. But yeah, I grew up in a family where we loved to cook. Cooking was a huge thing, especially on my mom's side. My grandma, or what we call her, is Yaya, which is Greek for grandmother because she's Greek. We grew up baking together. She taught my mom everything she knows about cooking, and my mom then passed that down to me, a love for cooking. And I've, I actually, I think I said in some episode, the first job I ever wanted was to be a chef, and that was my childhood dream. So I loved cooking. My mom would cook super healthy. She obviously wanted us to be, you know, the best that we could be. We were growing, we were children, you know, she didn't want us eating a bunch of processed junk and all that stuff. So I grew up eating pretty much really healthy comparatively to a lot of the people I knew around me and I was super athletic. I was in sports. I started gymnastics when I was in elementary school, I think. I think honestly like didn't everybody start gymnastics when they were like four yeah but I think I like really started trying to be a gymnast when I was in elementary school I did swimming my dad was a swimmer growing up so that's something we bonded over was swimming I tried out soccer for a year like when I was in first grade and I think I sucked at it really bad so I quit doing that but yeah I grew up super athletic and in a household where my parents really supported me in that and also just you know wanted to feed me to fuel me for all the activities that I was doing so I definitely grew up very normal in that in that way I would say I don't have much else to add about that but 
when I was a kid, my mom dealt with some pretty severe health issues. And by the time I was in middle school, she had been dealing with um, a certain disease for a long time. I think essentially since I was born or maybe even before I was born, I don't know. But she decided around the time I was in middle school that she wanted to kind of look away from drug therapies that weren't really helping her and look more towards food to see if food was causing all her issues. And so she got a nutritionist, she started reading a ton of books and got really, really interested in it. So I remember like as a middle schooler, my mom was on all these diets and nothing like crazy, not like juice cleanses or anything, but like she did the paleo diet or, you know, she actually cut out red meat for I think all of the time that I was in like elementary school and that's actually why I don't eat red meat anymore today is my mom stopped eating it because her doctor was like oh this might help you but then I don't think it really helped her but then she stopped buying red meat and then I over time just realized I don't like it and it's actually not very good for you anyway so yeah that's to this day why I don't eat red meat which a lot of people wonder why, I don't think I've talked about this on the podcast, but if you know me personally and know I don't eat red meat, it's because my mom stopped eating red meat when I was in elementary school and I just like never ate it again. And But she eats it now because she's realized that it doesn't really cause her any any issues, but back then she did not eat it at all and so I stopped eating it and that was a really long-winded answer. But she tried like the paleo diet, she tried... Like, I don't know if she did, like, the whole 30. She had, like, a very specific, like, cleanse plan that she did with her dietitian or nutritionist. I don't know what the correct term is, but it was essentially, like, an elimination diet where you see, like, what triggers your body. And over time, I don't know exactly when she figured this out. I feel like it was by the time I was, like, 15, 14 or 15, she realized that she was essentially allergic to gluten and it was causing her all these issues that once she stopped eating gluten, she felt exponentially better. So that's kind of something I really remember from my childhood is being very experimental with food in that way because we had to like eat dinner to follow my mom's specific diet and now the only thing that she really doesn't eat is gluten so yeah I just remember like a heavy emphasis on health and food growing up not in a bad way but it was just like a common theme something we talked about often and something I still feel like to this day is very important to my family And so going into high school, I started doing competitive gymnastics and really like traveling for gymnastics and competing against people regularly and really trying to push myself in that in that sense. And I was obviously really fit. I'm probably I was probably the fittest I've ever been in my life. And I'm sure everybody can attest to that, that when they look back on their high school self, they're like, wow, I was jacked because I was like my shoulders were huge. I was so muscular. I weigh like 15 pounds more in high school than I do now and I think it's all just muscle that I've lost and yeah I was just really able to eat whatever I wanted I didn't really watch what I ate in terms of like I wasn't worried about overeating I remember that especially in high school I would have to bring snacks for each class period because I was just constantly hungry and I think it was just from me being so active as a kid and still growing but I remember I had to like some of my teachers only liked 
us to bring specific snacks to specific classes or if we had someone that was allergic to peanuts in the class like you can't bring peanuts to that class so I had to like plan out okay my first period snack like what am I gonna bring my second period snack what can I eat in that class and then lunch and then third and fourth and blah 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 blah. I was just constantly eating people probably were very confused honestly but yeah, I would just eat like 24-7, but I was still very fit, very active, and again, at this point, I feel like I was overly educated about like the importance of eating healthy and what's good for you and what's not good for you because of what my mom was dealing with health-wise, and I grew up in a family where my mom cooked for us all the time, so I, from a young age, learned how to cook for myself and also just kind of what stuff went together I feel like that's why I'm a pretty good cook now and I can kind of just open the fridge and wing it when I look in the fridge which I know so many people cannot do and it's definitely an acquired skill but from a young age I watched my mom cook I helped my mom cook and I learned about like what's good for your body and what's not so going into college I was super duper prepared in terms of knowing what healthy food is and what not not healthy food is And so freshman year, I was, again, on my own for the first time. I lived in a dorm. I had a meal plan at a dining hall. And even though the dining hall had so many healthy options, that was one of the biggest struggles that I've ever went through in high school, or not in high school, in college in terms of maintaining a healthy weight and being active and just staying on a healthy lifestyle journey is that dining halls are so hard to navigate because yes there might be a giant salad bar and I will say there are many a days when I ate salad for lunch like for sure but I feel like going into living in college and expecting that you're going to have the diligence to eat a salad every day for lunch and not just go eat all the waffles and cereal and soda and you know chocolate that you can find is just unrealistic I remember there were these super good cookies that they had in our dining hall that every time they had them I would grab like seven of them and cookies are like one of my weaknesses so I would literally just eat like seven cookies in one day and that's not good for you I don't think anybody should do that but they were just so hard to resist so even though I knew like how important eating healthy was and even though I knew a lot of like being healthy in terms of like being fit and being like the weight that you want to be is like 80% diet and 20% exercise so I remember my freshman year of college I really was not exercising I had stopped doing gymnastics because of knee surgeries and I was kind of into a new chapter of my life where I had to navigate the gym on my own which is very very difficult something that people don't really prepare you for the moment that you stop playing sports and you have to start going to the gym by yourself is a giant adjustment something that was so difficult for me and something that I really really struggled with and I still feel like I haven't fully figured it out to this day but yeah I definitely gained a lot of fat in freshman year I definitely lost all my muscle for sure I think I gained, I would say I gained like 10 pounds total, but I lost a significant amount of muscle and I definitely looked like I'd gained more than 10 pounds. So my body composition, like muscle to fat ratio was definitely out of whack. 
And by the time it was like the summer after freshman year, I realized that I didn't want to look this way. I started looking at myself in pictures and being like, this is not making me feel good about myself. And I was never overweight and I never like want to claim that I was overweight. I just didn't look a way that made me feel confident. And so I eventually the summer after freshman year of college, oh my gosh, I keep wanting to say high school, freshman year of college, I really started getting into fitness in terms of like doing it on my own. I started watching fitness YouTubers. This is when I started following Janine Amapola on YouTube as well as like Whitney Simmons and a couple other girls that I don't really remember that I don't really follow anymore. But I started watching all these fitness YouTubers. This was in 2018. So intermittent fasting was like all the craze and everyone was doing it. Everyone and their mom was doing it. And I really spent that summer like learning how to go to the gym, learning how to work out in a weight room on my own, which was so different than being a gymnast. You know, being a gymnast, you don't do weight room things. You do a lot of like calisthenics or body weight exercises and then just practicing your skills. It's not like I did a ton of weight room exercises as a gymnast. So I learned how to navigate the weight room to not be afraid. I know fear of the weight room is like a huge issue, especially for women. And when I was 18, there's like this gym on campus called Gregory Gym. And that's the gym where, you know, everyone who lives on campus goes and is just completely stocked with bodybuilder dudes. And it was very intimidating. And I, I'm sure it was intimidating for any girl going there. And especially because I didn't really know how the machines worked and I didn't want to look stupid. I really just would shy away from going. And it took me a while to kind of figure everything out. So when I joined this gym the summer after freshman year, it was a huge gym. I would go during not peak times and kind of just navigate it on my own and not feel afraid. And they actually had a whole section just for women. I guess if people felt uncomfortable being stared at or you know, people judging them. I kind of navigated that whole area of just being in the women's section. And over time, I felt more comfortable to go out into the whole floor. But yeah, that was kind of when I found intermittent fasting. I started doing that. I was able to lose all of that weight that I gained and just be a lot happier with my physical appearance. So that's what I did the summer after freshman year. I really put in a lot of effort and within three months I was able to lose all the weight in a healthy way um, and I found intermittent fasting. So intermittent fasting, if y'all don't know what it is, it's basically when you start eating and stop eating at specific times of day, you have a restricted eating window, which is why you're fasting intermittently because you you have a fasting period and then you have an eating window and you basically everyone is different there's like a very common split called the 16-8 split where you eat for a certain eight hours of the day and then you fast for the other 16 I that's what I tend to do but I'm not as strict on it anymore I know a lot of people have to be super strict with themselves in order to like adhere to it but now I've just kind of after doing it for three years I've kind of grown to be really flexible with it and I'll talk about that in just a minute but I found intermittent fasting I started doing it I definitely will say I started doing it because it was trendy but I actually found it was something that worked for me Um, I know like being vegan is trendy or you know 
food combining, I think in 2019 was trendy. I never did any of those, but I did hop on the intermittent fasting wave and it actually did work for me. So that's just a little success story to say that some people will try trendy things and it just won't work out for them. But this one actually did. And I have no interest in trying any other, you know, trendy diet situation because intermittent fasting is sustainable for me. It's something I've been able to do for years and it might not work for you. But in sophomore year, I moved into an apartment, which was awesome because I could begin to cook for myself. And because I was so educated on, you know, food and just healthy meal ideas that my mom made growing up and all of that, I was actually able to maintain my weight and stay on the health the healthy lifestyle grind so much easier. I think the dining hall was kind of the worst thing for me because all the food was already made and just presented to me and I could just have at it. Whereas if I wanted something unhealthy, if I wanted to make something unhealthy in my apartment, I would actually have to make it and you know, it would take that effort. So I definitely was able to maintain my intermittent fasting situation and I was able to learn how to cook for myself and I think the biggest adjustment was definitely just learning how to cook for one person. It's very hard to cook for one person because you need so few things. Like you can't, I don't know, if you don't cook for yourself the day that you have to just learn how to cook for one, it's actually very difficult. But I was able to figure it out and I was still, I would say like kind of yo-yoing in terms of working out. I would go through phases where I would get in the gym every single day and I was so happy and so on my grind and then I would take two months off, you know? I hadn't found something that really was sustainable and worked for me. So sophomore year was hard in terms of exercise, but definitely I had figured out the eating situation. And then junior year, I still kind of struggled with working out. This was 2019 going into junior year. I still kind of struggled with working out. Um, But then by the time I was, I guess, the beginning of 2020, I would say, is kind of when I found boutique fitness. I mean, I knew boutique fitness existed. Um, It's just very expensive and I will say not super accessible to everyone, especially college students who don't have the money to fork over $30 for a cycling class or a yoga class. But I was starting to intern places and I was able to like make money. So I started doing boutique fitness and kind of using my money in that way that was a priority to me. I realized that taking care of myself is an investment in myself and something I should be okay with spending my money on even if it was kind of expensive. So I started doing cycling classes. I actually never worked out at Soul Cycle until I started working there, but I had tried other cycling classes. I was still eating healthy and I was getting better at just maintaining my weight and trying to just be overall happy and healthy in the sense of I was exercising regularly, I was eating in a way that fulfilled me but also fueled me, and I was finding fitness routines or workout classes that really motivated me and made me want to go to the gym. So I actually signed up for ClassPass, which if you don't know what ClassPass is, it's awesome. They should really sponsor me, honestly. But basically you buy like credits every month and then you can use those credits to pay for classes literally anywhere in your area or wherever you are. So it makes it so much cheaper too if boutique fitness studios are 
signed up with class pass like if I were to go to core power which is a yoga place I love doing hot yoga at core power which is not happening right now because covid obviously but I would love doing hot yoga that was one of my like most therapeutic things that I would do for myself and if you go on their website and purchase a class it's like $24 but through class pass it only costs like $9 or something ridiculous like it was so cheap so that's how I was able to do a lot of these boutique fitness classes but for such a cheap price and they also have like a free trial for a month so I highly recommend if you like want to try it out maybe not right now but whenever things get better if you want to try it out you should definitely sign up for class pass and get like I think you get a full month free of like unlimited classes or at least going like two or three times a week so highly recommend that but I started doing class pass and I was able to kind of figure out a routine that worked for me and I think that was kind of the moment right before quarantine was the moment when I was the happiest in terms of I was very happy with how I looked I was very happy with what I was eating I was very happy with my schedule and like my sleep schedule and you know being happy and healthy in all these other areas I keep saying happy and healthy honestly that should be my podcast name but I I was definitely like very happy in my life and I think that was one of the moments that I was the absolute happiest. This podcast was taking off, I was succeeding in my classes, I was getting the recognition that I never expected, I was started working at soul cycle which i meant to mention this i so i love cycling it's very expensive soul cycle is very expensive and i acknowledge that so i decided i wanted to cycle so i got a job there and that's literally something i would highly recommend to any of y'all that if you love doing these boutique fitness classes and you can't afford it i totally understand i cannot afford it still too and that's why i got a job there so for anybody who's like soul cycle is so expensive like I don't know why you promote that to your listeners or all that I've had some people nobody from the podcast but just some people in my personal life that are I guess look down upon it that I do it but because it is so expensive and I I would say exclusive in in that way because of the price but I'm like I got a job there so that I could do it I did what I had to do in order to be able to do this it's not like the money just came out of thin air and it still doesn't so if that's exactly why I got the job there so that I could cycle for free and I highly recommend you doing that if that's something you're interested in it doesn't have to be cycling it could be a yoga studio it could be a kickboxing studio or whatever you're passionate about but yeah I definitely would recommend that and so I got that job junior year and then quarantine hit very much set me back I did a whole episode about maintaining your health and fitness or something in quarantine which now that I look back at that that was such a hypocritical episode because I did the episode giving my advice to people knowing that I hadn't taken the advice on my own hoping that by putting it out into the world that it would help me and then it really didn't so I'm sorry it's great advice still it just I didn't take my own advice in that sense, so I'm sorry if it was a little bit hypocritical of me, but quarantine definitely set me back, but I think I've finally gotten closer to back to the place where I was at the beginning of 2020, that I'm really just happy all around with what I look like, you know, the exercise that I'm doing, and just the healthy lifestyle that I'm living. I don't think I'm 100% there, and like I said, I'm so scatterbrained right now, and overwhelmed and unorganized but I definitely think I'm on the right track and hopefully in a month or two I'll be back to the headspace where I was back then 
So like I said, now I'm back on track. I loosely do intermittent fasting. I don't really restrict myself in terms of if I wake up and I'm starving to death, I'm not going to wait till 1 p.m. to start eating. I will, you know, eat because I don't want to feel like I'm starving for hours. But if I can like, you know, if I start to get a little hungry, I'll just be like, eh, I can wait till one, which is usually when I start eating. I don't think I mentioned that. My my intermittent fasting eating window is typically 1 p.m. to 9 p.m. But, you know, if a friend asks me, do you want to go out for dessert tonight at an ice cream shop? I'm not going to say no. I'm still going to live my life. And I think that's a huge thing that maybe I should keep talking about on the podcast is just balance in general, whether that's in health or fitness or anything. But yeah, I, I do it loosely because I know I can, if I fall off, I can get back on the wagon and stick back to my routine. Yeah, I think I've kind of moved t- more towards loosely intermittent fasting, but primarily intuitive eating, which is literally just the the word for normal eating, eating when you're hungry, not eating when you're full or when you're not hungry or whatever it is. So that is kind of where I'm at now. Again, I feel like I'm getting close to where I was back in March and February when I was just super happy with the way that things were in terms of my healthy lifestyle, but I'm getting there and I'm really excited for that. So now that was kind of my whole journey getting to where I am today. I just kind of want to give y'all some tips for you to live a healthy lifestyle and I want to say that these tips are not necessarily original in any way. I'm just going to kind of run through them but they're not original in any way. They're just like kind of the quote-unquote rules that I live by. Again, I don't like to say the word rules because rules can be bent, rules can be broken. It's not like the end-all be-all but I think they're just like guidelines. Maybe that's a good word. They're guidelines that I follow. So we're just going to kind of run through these um, and then we'll wrap up the episode. So first is to remember that it's a journey and progress isn't linear. Again, as I just detailed my entire journey, that things were great at some times, things were not so great at some times. And I think just being patient with yourself and focusing on, you know, how you feel and less about how you look is really the most important thing that you can do. And just learning to accept and love yourself regardless of where you're at because you can always make progress. It's not like, you know, where you are at today is where you will be forever. I think it's important to understand that today is just a temporary state that you're in. And if you want to change something about yourself, you have the power to do so. So yeah, just be patient with yourself and remember that it's a journey. It's really, really important to realize that this is not a final destination this is a constant journey the next thing that i would really focus on is sleep something that i feel like doesn't get talked about enough and something maybe i should talk more about on the podcast as well is sleep is so important i actually got eight hours of sleep last night for the first time in probably three weeks and i have never felt more alive like literally today has been an incredible day i'm in such a good mood And I usually get like six and a half to seven hours of sleep. So even just that like extra hour of sleep has done wonders for me today. So please, please prioritize your sleep. I know, especially if you're in college, it can be fun to hang out with friends until late into the night. And sometimes those are memories that you like have no regrets about doing. But I really just regret staying up super late and waking up really early the next morning. It just does not make me feel good. And I I really just like... 
I don't know, I really just find sleep to be a top priority of mine that I constantly need to remind myself to prioritize. The next thing, drink more water. This is a given. You should drink more water. I try to drink 100 ounces of water a day, which I'm not very good at, but it's still a goal of mine. I'm working on it right now, but yeah, drink more water. The next thing I use is my Fitbit, which is, this isn't really a tip, but if you have an Apple Watch or a Fitbit, use all the data that you can find to figure out like what's working for you and what's not. You know, you might need to adjust your sleep schedule. My Fitbit tells me my sleep schedule. You can also see like your resting heart rate and if your resting heart rate is super high or super low, that can be an indication of your overall health. Um, And there's so many things that you can look into all the analytics of, you know, your health statistics. I'm not really sure how it works on an Apple Watch. Again, I have a Fitbit, but I might get an Apple Watch. I'm kind of looking into it. So if you have strong opinions on Apple Watches, please DM me. But yeah, I use my Fitbit every single day to, you know, track kind of how I'm doing in terms of sleeping and if my resting heart rate goes up significantly then that means something is wrong in terms of like oh I need to get back in the gym or I need to stop drinking alcohol every night or whatever it is so highly recommend having some sort of way to track yourself next I just like to practice positivity and remove toxic people or toxic energies in my life I think that's a really important part of living a healthy lifestyle is just knowing what's best for you and knowing what makes you happy and I think it's important to be grateful for what you have and be grateful for where you're at and remove anything that is you know a negative influence on your life next thing is just to find ways to be active at all times that aren't necessarily gym related again I think it's really important to be have an active lifestyle that isn't necessarily mean that you go to the gym every day. This could be like walking around and going shopping for five hours. That's still like an active thing that, to do. Or, you know, going hiking with a friend or picnicking um, or going on, I don't know, a bike ride for fun. You know, having times that are like active activities. I don't know how to explain that better, but picking activities that cause you to be active that don't feel like they're you're going to the gym because sometimes going to the gym is like not fun it's not something you want to do but whenever you can make it fun for you to be active then I think that's a really great great way to live a healthy lifestyle next thing like I explained in my journey is it takes time to find out the workouts you enjoy but find those workouts it will make being motivated to go to the gym exponentially easier and something that is really important is that something that is really important for exercise to be sustainable is that you enjoy it next thing which I don't really want to touch on too much but if you deal with like emotional eating I feel like it's really important to address it one thing that I definitely had an issue with freshman year and probably while why I gained weight is I would just eat when I was bored like for no reason um, which I guess is emotional eating because being bored is an emotion but I would just eat when I was bored just constantly just because it was like an activity and I've learned to fill up my time with other activities that don't have to involve eating when I don't need to next is to surround yourself with people who want to live this lifestyle and like 
everyone probably says you're the combination of the five people you most surround yourself with. So if you're surrounding yourself with bad influences, you're not going to get to where you want to go. So that is it for today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed and I just want to re-emphasize that everybody's journey to health and fitness and just living a healthy lifestyle is going to be completely different. So if yours looks similar to mine or looks different from mine, that's 100% fine and you don't have to use my journey as a guide for your journey because I 100% don't think anybody's is going to look exactly the same. Be sure to share this episode if you enjoyed it. Um, If you know anybody who needs to hear some of these things that I talk about, please share the episode. I love seeing y'all share it on Instagram. It's really, really fun to reshare them all on my story. I'm happy to do so. And DM me if you ever want to talk or chat, especially about this episode. If you have more questions or you have a certain situation that you'd like to talk through, I'm happy to be... um, a listening ear for you guys. Again, this is a community that I'm so, so grateful for and proud of, and I want to get to know each and every one of you. So if you've never DM'd me or reached out to me, like I would love to talk to you. Honestly, I would love to take that, that time out of my day, despite being super busy, because you guys are what keep me going. And it's just, it just makes me so grateful for you guys. Oh, last, last announcement. Sorry, this is a long outro, but last announcement, a couple more solo episodes will be in the works again it just makes more sense for me right now in terms of the time that I have and the stress that I'm under so I hope y'all like them I actually really love recording this and today's episode was super fun to record so I hope that that's okay with you guys and I will again still have guests on still working on that but I need a couple weeks off But that is all I have. I hope you guys enjoyed. And if you did, be sure to give me five stars and write a review in Apple Podcasts. And I will see you guys in next week's episode. Bye.